Because you were the winner, dude. Because you beat everybody <laughs> by like a, a large margin, man. I was up there swinging for the fences and like, man, you beat everybody that was there. Today, we're going to talk a bit of philosophy within the fitness industry. For instance, have you ever struggled to achieve your goals as a trainer or coach? Now, that one's pretty easy because we all have, right? We've all had struggles. We've all had trials and tribulations throughout our career. But here's a little bit different question. Have you ever struggled with your success? For instance, maybe you set some bold plans in motion. You put in the work. You've achieved those goals and then thought to yourself, that's it? If you've been on either end of that spectrum, it's totally normal, and it's also why I've asked my good friend, Steve Long, to come on the podcast today. Like you, Steve has had his ups and downs in the fitness industry, but it wasn't until he'd seen the proverbial top of the mountain that he realized he needed a hard reset if he was going to find true happiness in our field. Steve has been in the fitness industry for almost 20 years now, and according to him, he still feels like a dumbass on a weekly or even daily basis when working with clients. This feeling drives him to continually learn more, to be able to help his clients, and share some of the best nuggets that he picks up along the way with other training professionals. Now, if you're a regular to the show, welcome back. As always, love and appreciate you. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm Mike Robertson, and this is the Physical Preparation Podcast. In this show, we take deep dives into the art and science of coaching, cueing, program design, business, and personal development. Basically, anything to help you become a better trainer, coach, or rehab professional. Now, like anyone who's been in the industry for a while, I too have had my share of ups and downs. Because trust me, nothing will put you on an emotional roller coaster like owning your own business. But between Steve and I's shared experiences, I think we've got a great show for you here today. We're going to talk about why having a white belt or beginner's mindset approach is critical to your long-term success. We're going to talk about burnout and how you can address it head on if you're struggling to get your mojo back. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about training as well. Namely, how changing his training has impacted his thought process and why Steve has made simplifying his programs a key focus going forward. Steve is someone I've known for years and truly respect in our industry. And I think you're going to love this casual conversation between two bros. And last but not least, make sure to listen to his answer to my big question towards the end, as it may be the best I've heard in 360 plus episodes of the show. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll jump into this awesome episode with my guy, Steve Long. Did you know that in any given year, 40% of the trainers and coaches in our industry will leave our industry? Maybe that's why it seems like almost every day I talk to trainers and coaches who are frustrated. Maybe they're frustrated with the results they're getting. Maybe they're frustrated because they don't have trusted resources to learn from. And maybe they're frustrated because they simply don't have enough clients and wonder how long they'll be able to stay in the industry. So if this sounds anything like you, let me tell you how I can help. My Complete Coach Certification was created for trainers and coaches just like you. People who are serious about the results they get and know that becoming a better coach can directly translate to a bigger bottom line. This certification is going to take the last 20 plus years of my life's work and put it all into one massive course. In the cert, you'll learn how to use my R7 system to create seamless, integrated, and efficient programs for clients and athletes of all shapes and sizes. You'll learn the exact progressions, regressions, and coaching cues I use in the gym to help your clients squat, hinge, press, and pull with awesome technique. You'll learn my streamlined assessment process that will help you determine the exact movements your clients should be performing when they come in the gym. And last but not least, you'll learn how to create relationships and build rapport with virtually everyone you train so you can get the best possible results. Of course, there's a lot more that I cover, but that should give you a pretty good idea of what the CERT is all about. Now here's the thing, spots for the CERT only open twice per year for a limited time. But if you join my free insiders list now, 
you'll be able to save $200 when my next group opens. To get on the insiders list, just head over to completecoachcertification.com. Again, that's completecoachcertification.com and then stay tuned for our launch emails very soon. Thank you so much for your support and I hope you'll join us when the next Complete Coach Certification launches. Steve, man, thanks so much for coming on the show here today. Really excited to have you on and catch up a little bit. Could you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no problem, man. I'm 40 years old. I'm a, a dad, a husband, a personal trainer, a fitness business owner. I own a gym in St. Louis, Missouri with my wife, Sarah. I've been in the fitness industry for close to 20 years now, and I spend most of my time in gyms, martial arts facilities, and just hanging out outside as much as I possibly can. I love it, dude. I love it. Now, we've known each other for a little while, but I would love to hear your story, right? Like, start start from the get-go. Like, what got you into the world of just physical preparation and working out as a whole? So, the typical, like, fat kid in high school <laughs> story, you know, like... Yeah. My whole, you know, childhood fat or, you know, or out of shape, non-athletic, you know, that kind of background. And uh, and then in my 20s, I kind of like wanted to make a change and got into uh, got into lifting weights because, you know, I wanted to get jacked and tan and <laughs> lose weight and just yes. kind of make, you know, be a better version of myself. So it all really started with going to Walmart and buying one of those weeder uh weight lifting you know those weeder yeah. weight sets yeah and uh that in a box and then putting that in my basement and and trying to lift like arnold did you get jacked and tan that's the real question i i did i i did get a little jacked and then <laughs> uh i had i i actually you know that was back when tanning beds were cool so i, okay. I did actually get jacked and tan for, for a little bit there dang man if you would have gotten laundry you would have hit all three gym right? tan, laundry right you're dating myself with that go back if you don't know about gtl go back and uh search that on the instagram or the the google machine okay so last but not least talk to me about your career path i know you've been doing this for a while now i think you said you're like 20 years in so we're in the 20 plus club man just talk to me about your career path where you started and just kind of give us an idea as to where you're at today yep well working out in the basement kind of led to like taking supplements and kind of getting into that world that led me into working in the supplement industry just kind of working at supplement stores so i just went from like guy getting jacked in the basement to selling supplements and then i was working out all the time and working at the supplement store and i kind of realized when i was at the gym like i never i didn't want to leave like i would get done working out and i'm like man i don't want to go to work i I just want this to (laughs) I want this to be work. So I got to figure out a way to make working in a gym be work. So I got the ISSA personal training. Oh, yeah. Like, like, um, you know, home study course. Yeah. And I did that while I was working at the supplement store. And that's kind of how I got into it. And and then from there, I actually started working for myself as an independent contractor, just like straight into it. And uh, I was I was renting space at a gym and kind of like picking up clients in you know, from networking and stuff. But I realized eventually I needed some mentors. So I started working with some local people who fortunately, like one mentor took me to the Titleist Performance Institute, um, like level one, like the first one there ever was. Okay. And then another mentor was really big into the NSCA shows and took me to some of those. And that's where I met Greg Rose and Greg Cook. And that kind of changed that kind of that's kind of how I shifted from like, you know, lifting like a bodybuilder to going down more like that whole functional training route at the time. And from there, I opened up a thousand square foot studio and then a fifteen hundred square foot studio and then a two thousand square foot studio and eight thousand square foot studio. And then we launched smart group training and had a little run there where it was like being a fitness rock star. And yeah, <laughs> we were on the. We were on the road opening up for 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 big bands like Mike Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eric Caressi and Ryan, you know, that was awesome. Yeah. So we were 
we were on the road a lot doing that and selling products all over the world. And, you know, eventually I shut that down and then kind of went back to basics and opened up a thousand square foot facility, just like the original one that I opened as my first gym. Yeah. And I've been doing that for the last three years and just putting in hours on the training floor and kind of like learning, like starting over learning all over again, but with some prior knowledge now. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like restarting almost in, in yeah. my mind. Beginner's mind, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been trying to achieve. I love it. I love it. So talk to me. Like, obviously, you had this mentor that starts taking you to shows, to conferences, which is great. But you have to want to do that stuff, too. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like if if I take somebody and they're not interested, they're not going to come back. But obviously, something resonated with you. So what was your initial driving force that got you into just learning on your own and like seeking out more knowledge outside of what you were getting when you were training in the gym? Oh, so I think entering the industry through like the way that I did, just being a dude who just got, got the the at home personal training certification. I really didn't feel like competent in my skills, you know, sure. and then but yet I was getting a lot of clients and my clients are jacked up and I know it. And I just kind of felt like it was my responsibility to learn more, to be able to deal with those people. And I just felt like since I wasn't like college educated, I didn't really like have the skill set to be able to work with people like at the level I wanted to. I felt bad that they were trusting me with with their bodies and I didn't really have the education I needed. So I just kind of went a little bit crazy on continuing ed. So when the, when, when those mentors took me to, to continuing ed and I was exposed to, it, I was like, wow, I can learn a ton of information without going to college. Right. Which is something I re- really wanted to avoid for various reasons, you sure. know? Um, like I wished I had it, but I didn't want to do it. Yeah. So I wanted to see if I could, go to the highest level without it if possible. Mm-hmm. And when I was introduced to continuing education, I was like, wow, I can learn a lot here yes. in these these events. And then there's people, you know, putting out products and there's information and there's more books here than I knew there ever was. And just so much more information that I just really went crazy with it because uh, I just had a passion for it. And I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't ripping my clients off. Yeah. Okay, first off, that's really cool. I don't think I actually knew that. But here's what's interesting, and it leads to like a deeper, maybe even a philosophical conversation that I don't know if we want to have right now. But think about how expensive it is to go to college, not just when I went or when you would have gone, but how expensive it is now, right? 25K a year. Imagine if you put 25K into just learning about training and coaching. Like you sought out the best people in the world. Like even if you're buying like full-blown people's certs, you can probably get those for a thousand bucks. You could get 25 certifications, whatever you want to call it, or really high-end courses and get that done in a year. Imagine how much better you would be. And I'm not telling you go go out and skip college. That's not what I'm saying. But just Mm -hmm. imagine if you took that route. You can't tell me that you couldn't get a very strong education by going to experts in that sense versus taking the traditional college route. And I I mean, that's kind of what I did. I know it was, it wasn't in like a one year period of time, but I've really smashed like a three to four year period of time where just, I was like nothing but continuing ed and like traveling and stuff. And yeah, I can assure you that I spent 25K in that <laughs> amount of time on continuing it, especially if you include travel. Like, easy. Oh, absolutely. Easy. So uh, to me, it was the funner way to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was the way in which I would learn better. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I recommend it or recommend against it. You know, I don't really right. would, would tell someone to go either way. Absolutely. But for me, I, I, you know, I'm glad I did it. See, and I, I think that's what it comes down to. Like, if you're somebody that's young and entering this industry and maybe undecided, like, I think there's just a lot more options now than there used to be, right? For it sure. used to be like you had to, you know, 
button up your collar, do it the traditional way, do your four years of undergrad, maybe do a two-year master's, get your cert. Like now I know a lot of really good coaches that haven't done the traditional college route, but they've got a strong science foundation because they've done all these things outside of the traditional route that have allowed them to be successful, right? They haven't skipped steps. They've just gone about it in their own way. And so I think that's really important to note. There's a lot of different paths to get you to where you want to go in this industry. So that's very cool. Okay, so you've mentioned in the past tense a couple of times, though, like, oh, I crushed it for, you know, X amount of years. Why'd you get away from it? Because you, you told me you took like a little hiatus for a while. Yeah, and yeah, I want to yeah. <laughs> hear your rationale as to why. Yeah, so like with... With immersive learning, sometimes comes immersive burnout, <laughs> immersive burnout. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, so my my entire life at the time was training education. Like, that was all there was to it. Like, mm-hmm. th- th- I didn't do anything else. And I just kind of needed a break from, I needed more in my life. I actually remember reading, I was doing some, like, um, workbook, like, personal development workbook. Mm-hmm. It was like, li- list your hobbies. And I was just like, uh. <laughs> and I said to that man, I'm like, man, work, work. Right. That's it, work. Right. So yeah, um, I pushed extremely hard for a multi-year stretch, and and uh, then with SGT, like Smart Group Training, we launched that, and that we went super balls to the wall on that schedule, and we were producing content like crazy, and just. After a while, it just wasn't fun anymore because it was too much because I went too far. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I sure. went, I went balls through the wall and didn't have balance. Yes. Well, and this is something that, you know, I think everybody that comes on this show, you know, there, there's a reason they're on the show, right? Because they're yeah. pretty successful at what they do. And, and so all of us are going to struggle to find that. And I think that's something you constantly have to check yourself on throughout your career, right? And early on, you got fewer priorities, right? Maybe it's you, maybe a significant other, that's it. But as you start to grow, as you get older, there's different responsibilities. Maybe you have kids or a business or whatever, you know, a church, other like personal things that you're into. Yeah, I mean, if you're solely focused just on business at 40, like you are when you're 20, you know, uh, you don't, you're yeah. probably not as balanced as you would like to be, would be my guess. And to be honest with you, too, to be a little philosophical on it, like yeah. in, it was the younger years, right? And I probably wasn't doing it like all for 100% the right reasons. Like I yeah. did it because I enjoyed it and I did it because I was interested in it. And but I wanted to be successful, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I had sure. to prove myself and all that. And then like once I did that, I was kind of left with like, all right, did that, you know? <laughs> right, you check the box and... Now what do on. I do? Yeah. You know, and it took a couple of years. of just like, you know, f- figuring that out and like doing things, just kind of slowing it down. And I just come to realize that like, now I want to do this for the right reasons. Yes. Well, and again, young coaches, young people that are listening to this, right? Like sometimes the path you set out on when you're 22, 24, 26 isn't the same one you end up on when you're 36 or 46 or in your 50s, right? Like, it's okay to course correct. It's okay to realize you don't like certain things or you don't like working with certain clients. Like, nobody says the way you start off is the way you have to finish. So I think that's really, like, smart of you, right? Because you were crushing it. Like, I was following you and I knew all the stuff you were up to. And to take a step back and be like, okay, that was great. I did that, but I don't love this anymore. I don't like this aspect of what I'm doing. I'm going to pivot and go back to this other thing that I know I love, i.e. training people. That's great. Okay, so to bring this kind of full circle here, I know you're back into it, right? Like maybe not (laughs) to the degree that you were. uh, But look, if if you're a curious mind, if you're looking to dig deeper and get better answers to your questions, Con Ed is always there, right? It's never going away. So talk to me like what has reignited your passion for content and learning and maybe how has that manifested itself into your own training? Cause I feel like your training has shifted too. And I think it's like the inverse of that question. So I think my own training manifested okay. the passion again. 
Okay. Yeah, I like so, that. So it all kind of got a little stale, you know, for a while. And then I was just doing different stuff and I and yada 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 ended up in Taekwondo. <laughs> Hard pivot. <laughs> and, yep. Yeah. So I just I ended up in Taekwondo and uh really that that got the ball rolling because I was doing that. I was enjoying it just because it was fun. I like kicking. And, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I want to get better at kicking. And I also want to like get through these classes and like perform well in these classes and not yep. just be like the old dude in these classes, you know? Yep. And I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not an old dude actually. Right. Like I should be like, I should be training for this. And so, so yeah, man, I'm like doing Taekwondo and training for Taekwondo and that kind of, got me into martial arts which got me into training for martial arts which got me more into like wanting to get better wanting to i'm like oh, i'm gonna be a black belt man like if i'm gonna be a black belt i gotta be able to jump yeah you know, if i'm gonna be able to jump i gotta be able to to like i gotta lose weight i gotta be more you know i gotta do different things for that so and then like that kind of led to more mma dudes in my gym and then these guys are like foregoing their college education putting everything they have into a, achieving a goal and then they they're trusting me with their bodies and once again like i feel like i owe it to them right at just such a higher level than before even yeah even it was general pop clients because you know this is their entire like livelihood in their future so I'm I'm watching these guys train and I'm kind of like turning a blind eye to some things in my training over the last couple of years. And I'm like, okay, man, I can't do this anymore. I got I got to continue to go balls deep. I can't dumb down my training. I got to continue to I, get back out there again. Right. So that's what I've been doing again since these guys and kind of inspired me in my own training has just kind of reignited like a an a desire to become better for myself and for them. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's funny how sometimes when your own training shifts, for whatever reason, it like starts this cascade of new learning, right? So mm -hmm. for me, something similar, like I was at one of Kindle soccer practices about a month ago, and one of the dads just randomly starts chatting me up, and he's like, uh, hey, I think I'm going to join this men's league. Uh, do you want to play? Now, keep in mind, I haven't played competitive soccer in 20 years. And even then, it was like intramural sports at Ball State. <laughs> but mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, like, I got to kind of get serious about how I'm going to train, what I'm going to do. Again, I don't want to be broken. I don't want to be the slowest, you know, most unathletic dude out there. So shifted my training, which then shifted like kind of the content. If you've seen some of the content I put up where it's talking more about weekend warrior type stuff. It's just funny how shifting your own training or just those little tweaks that you'll make in your own life manifest themselves in other ways. So yeah, for sure. Man. I don't know. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Okay. So you mentioned talking about your, your training changing and evolving so you can be a better MMA fighter or, you know, all the stuff that you're doing now. Talk to me, like, what does your training look like these days? How has that changed? I put, I've kind of went back a little bit more. I'm trying to do stuff that I really enjoy the most. Yes. Just fun, fun, enjoyable things that like deep down inside Steve wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> not just, right. not just the things I think I'm supposed to do, but the things that I want to do and trying to blend that. So uh, I've been doing a little more of the stuff like I did when I had that weeder weight set in the basement. Yeah. You know, like doing get, getting swole, you know, getting jacked and tan. Okay, like and give then, me give me examples though. Like I want examples. Like just I mean, going deeper into the set, you know, like yeah. going to failure more often and okay. even you know, just more volume and okay. getting after you know, it a little bit more. Getting after it like an animal. Yeah. Instead. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, just like smashing weights and throwing weights down and flicking them off when they hit the ground and <laughs> pretending to spit on them, you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. just getting after it, like lifting heavier, like lifting heavier, but lifting heavier 
responsibly you know like yes. i know there's certain i know there's certain lifts i'm not gonna be able to lift heavy like barbell bench gonna have to do dumbbell bench like the little things like that like right. on, on the most basic level like there's modifications that i have to make to to get after it at the level that i want to um but you know with experience now i feel like i can do that like blend of bro training with um with being 40 you know yes. what i'm saying yeah so so I'm, I'm combining that with like taekwondo and kickboxing because i like those things yeah and i totally want to do that on a daily basis and so then training to be a better kickboxer i'm like that's i, I gotta really focus on my weakest links like my body i'm not a taekwondo or a kickboxing like i'm not springy and i was right. heavy so i had to start losing body weight I just started working on getting more springy, getting on my toes, improving footwork. I just start like getting more IR in general, just to be more athletic, to get into better athletic positions. I'd improve my conditioning and like all aspects of conditioning, you know? Yeah. So it just, mo that motivated me to do all of that. So I'm just, just training more like an athlete. So. Okay. okay. So, so I'm going to press you here because you just named like five different goals which I know you've achieved all of them, but I think here's what people would really like to know. What did your process look like? You see what I'm saying? Like, how did that come about? Like, what steps did you take? Did you dial in body comp first? Did you then go and work on in conditioning? Did you kind of work on those at the same time? Like, talk to me about how that looked, because I'm, I'm assuming that wasn't like a one-month thing, right? Like, oh, I just locked in for a month, and now I'm springy and explosive and well-conditioned and my body comps where I want it to be like talk to me about how that actually looked over the course of several months I'm assuming that it took to get you to where you want to be sure like I I started doing martial arts practice yeah. like taekwondo and kickboxing probably about three to four times a week as like a base layer of conditioning of like oh, wow. variable kind of conditioning right yeah and then so I was I was working on martial arts and I was getting conditioning kind of with that. It's like using that yeah. as conditioning. And then from there, I'm like, oh, man, I'm I'm not as strong, muscular or lean as I used to be. So <laughs> then I just kind of started layering in very low volume, uh, like hypertrophy training and then just slowly increasing the volume yep. to try to to make sure that I'm not going because I'm like I said, I'm going deeper, and I'm going harder. Right. So I didn't want to I was really making sure I was like dipping my toes in the water, not getting too crazy. Uh, so I started kind of going from the more martial arts only. Then I started lifting um, mm -hmm, three, four days a week. But I, I'm, I'm like hitting 30 minute sessions, really. Right. And then um, then I would just add like one or two conditioning where I'm sometimes it's going to be dependent on my recovery because I'm doing uh, ta -ta 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 -ta. I mean, just your sheer volume HRV. of training. Yeah. So I've been it's monitoring high. all that on, on BioForce and all that. Yep. So on days where it's like I might be a little trash, I, I might just like hop on the elliptical and do like some low level cardio on days that I'm fine. I might be doing uh, more like plyometric and speed stuff to, to then work on like the the getting springy or getting yeah. more powerful so just kind of like a layered foundation of martial arts with with some basic lifting but just kind of going hard on those basic lifts yep and then just throwing in the cardio the as or the needed. as needed or kind of based upon my recovery heart rate variability and stuff i love it i love it so follow-up question to that I mean, it sounds like, were you doing any martial arts training before this? I started, so I started martial arts training. I did a little bit when I was a kid and then just kind of messed around in some random stuff like in fitness. Right, but right, right. Like actual martial arts again. Since I started that again in the beginning of 2020. Okay. Like, like Jan or December 2019, like right before uh, Rona. Okay. So you, but you jump into it pretty quick. It sounds like, cause like once yeah. you're in, yeah. I mean, yeah. Good, and then my wife, that's a big also spike in volume, <laughs> just training sure. volume. And, mm -hmm. my wife also has like a super 
deep history of martial arts too. Okay. And that kind of all plays a role into this big picture. Sure. You know, sure. of and on kind of how we started working with so many martial arts or uh, MMA guys. Yeah. Because it was a combination of her having a history in that, plus my new enthusiasm towards yeah. it has kind of fueled that. But absolutely. And did you have to change your your nutrition much, or did things kind of fall into place just based on the sheer volume of training you're doing? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I I tweaked my nutrition, but really, it's not. So super scientific or anything fancy i just kind of cut back my calories by like three to five hundred calories a day yeah <laughs> just wow, quit so eating so much so hashtag little, science <laughs> yeah ate, ate a little ate a little less and worked out a little, more. A little more isn't that amazing yeah. how that works yeah and uh yeah now that i can get in more volume of training i like my i don't worry too much about my nutrition right now Right. You know, I just eat good, healthy food and it seems to be working out because I train enough. Yes. To uh, to accommodate that. Yeah. I love it, man. At the moment. Okay, so I got at least one more question about training because we are going back and forth between the or before the show. Excuse me. And you mentioned you had some strong realizations about resets lately. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on resets and kind of where you're at with that. Mm-hmm. So here's my here's a little timeline in, in my life. Yeah. Super simple. Resets are everything. Yep. Then resets must go. <laughs> Bec- because my whole gym is a big reset. Yes. Yes. Then resets are everything. Yep. <laughs> because I started to then uh with my own training really buckled down on doing my stuff like two or three times a day and this is how i think another reason why i kind of left out earlier that a lot of this is possible because my body moves better than it ever has before i recover better than i ever have before because doing my doing the exercises i know i should do just the basic fundamental boring exercises like the breathing exercises and the repositioning and things or whatever you want to call them like I never, I, I dabbled, man. I never really went full force into just like, okay, I am going to buckle down and do this. And I was shooting a video and I saw how kicked out my feet were and how I walked <laughs> with my feet out so bad. And I was like, okay, I have got, I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk with my feet straight one of these days. You know, like I right. have to figure out the plan, figure out the plan to be able to walk <laughs> with my feet straight. If I'm going to be able to do all this jumping, kicking stuff. Right. Right. So I just I focused in hard on doing the resets and and then I'm like, man, this is so valuable. I can't just ignore it because I don't want my gym to be a PT gym. You know, like I went bipolar on it, you know, like it's the greatest. And then, oh, my God, I'm not a gym anymore. (laughs) And I'm banishing it completely away from from everything in my world to to. To coming back around on it again but so i'm trying to find that balance you know i want to be able to have to not ignore those benefits but still keep a performance training gym and that's kind of how i you know got back in touch with you again after a while like yeah. when i started getting back into continuing ed and realizing like this is the reason that's kind of how i came right back down your path because right. like i feel like you're the best in the world at 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 knowing all like both super bipolar ends of that spectrum, like right. the Omega reset, super down the rabbit hole crap that yeah. you shouldn't even need to know <laughs> with like, like lifting like a bro, yes. you know, like a crazy you know, and, and finding that balance. And that's where I'm at right now in my world is, is, is uh, trying to, to find that good balance within my gym. Yeah. And, and that's where we are now. I love it. I love it. And I think that's, it's super important because, man, look, we did that too, right? We had yep. the days where, you know, Molly and Jim were coming up from Lexington. We had people that were coming down from Chicago. We had you and Jared coming over from St. Louis. And, you know, as we're getting into all this stuff, kind of collectively, man, you guys are feeling better. And then there's definitely a point where you're like, yo, every one of your your respective groups was like, man, we're breathing for like 20 minutes before we work mm-hmm. out. Like, it's too much. And you guys are that dedicated. You're making three, four, five hour trips to come see us. We're like, yeah, it is. 
And so I think you you almost have to do that a little bit. You have to go too far to then come back to the middle and be like, okay, minimum effective dose. What do I need to be able to do to move effectively, to train at a high level, you know? And that's a lot different than somebody that comes to you that's legitimately in pain or seeing you for physical therapy. I'm here to coach you. Like as a trainer, as a coach, I want to train you. So we're going to do enough resets. And again, sometimes I hate that word. Like I think mm-hmm. that word has a negative connotation. It can be breathing exercises. It can be dynamic warm-ups, correctives, uh, rolling patterns. There's so many things that people use now. Like I don't care what you use. As long as it prepares you to train and allows you to train at a higher level with less issues and better overall movement quality, then I'm all for it. So that's That's kind of the way I look at it. And so it's cool to hear you say that as well, because look, man, I don't think any of us want people to come in the gym and it to be boring or for them to feel like it sucks or they're in rehab when they're there to lose body fat or build muscle or become a better athlete. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think like as as someone who has taught me a lot over the years, like that's that's what I need to then that's what I can most get from you as a mentor moving forward is just like, you know, you've been down the rabbit hole and you know how far to go. Yep. You know? Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of lessons learned there that, that, um, somebody who sees themselves on the edge of that hole looking down can save a lot of time and effort by learning from what you've already done. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate it, dude. Okay. So I got one more, question kind of on this thread but it's a little bit different how has your new style of training like you said you're into martial arts now you're pushing that and as a result kind of like you said they kind of all happen at the same time your wife's into martial arts you're getting into martial arts you're getting more fighters how has all that helped kind of shape your current business because now you've kind of come full circle right you're back in a smaller facility which is awesome Mm -hmm. so what does your business look like now man like i said i I shut down a like large a larger facility where we did a lot of large group training to focus predominantly on semi-private and i mean for me that was something that i like to do just because i like to get you know deeper into the the minutiae of training so like that happened i went from my gym being called complete fitness results to the fitness dojo so we're definitely <laughs> like yeah. specializing and that wasn't to try to attack attract martial art or uh mma fighters like it was more to just to blend like old school philosophy of martial arts with like new school information that we have now yeah you know yeah um but yeah it ended up being now we have a lot of mma guys but <laughs> so, and so that's kind of like that's where we're at like right now in this business like it it was a my old business was a gen pop fat loss health and wellness facility Mm -hmm. and this one is too yet we have like a group of mma guys and martial artists in there and so far i feel like that is blending well yeah like i think i think it's a positive but it's still kind of to be determined and and as far as like business is concerned like one day i might feel like i'm a business guru and that i should be mentoring people and the next day i feel like i should go get a job like (laughs) i think that's most of us i think that's most entrepreneurs dude (laughs) so when you're like how's your business i'm like no (laughs) pretty good pretty good most of the time and then some days i'm really stressed and some like you know it's it's fitness business it's insane It's, it's it's crazy it's fun it's amazing it's up and down but so yeah i I think it's still to be determined we're like two and a half years into this model but i do know that i'm having a lot of fun at work again yes that's awesome that's important it's huge it's huge and the thing that i like about the name the fitness dojo is it very much fits into your current mindset right and and i'm not a proficient martial artist myself but i've read things in martial arts and i got a lot of friends in martial arts and just that whole concept of like the white belt mentality or beginner's mind you know they're all rooted in martial arts in eastern philosophy and that's where you're at right now you know it's like constantly coming back to asking good questions uh you know continuing to dig deeper not assuming that you know everything because 
look, if you have any level of success in this industry, it's easy to think you know it all. Uh, but you stick around long enough, and on any given day, you're probably going to get your ass handed to you. Uh, you're going to have some ups and downs like Steve alluded to. So, man, it happens to the best of us. Okay. With that being said, let's go big question time, my guy. If you mm-hmm. could alter the space-time continuum and give young Steve Long one piece of advice, what would it be? Man, that's the rude question, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the answer is you, you got you got to first you got to foreshadow with no regrets. I wouldn't change a thing. Right. Yep. I'm about and I'm about to take that answer off the table. I might have mm-hmm. to start doing that because people are doing yeah, that so, all the time now. So there's that. And then the yep. and the, the answer that yep. you want is I would tell myself that nothing will ever make you happy. Mm. And you just are or you aren't. Okay. And be grateful. I like that. Like that's six, a really good answer, man. Yeah. Like really good. Like a certain, like no amount of success or no amount of like continuing education or self development or anything, like all of that, that's all great. It's, yeah. it's good and you should do that and it makes you a more well rounded person, but that it doesn't lead you to an, a better end. Like that end, you're, you're already it's right there right now. Dude, speaking of philosophical, that might be the best answer I've had to that question. That's mm. really good. <laughs> Really <laughs> profound, dude. I'm going to have to marinate on that one for a little bit. That was great. Okay. Last but not least, we got our lightning round. So five fairly short questions. Your answer can be as long or short as you like. Uh, to the listeners, if you haven't picked up on this already, Steve and I have known each other for quite a while, and I did not share these with him beforehand because I want to get the real-time reactions. Uh, first one, you kind of lobbed me this one. So starting off, number one, talk to me about black coffee on the back patio. <laughs> that's funny yeah that's been my my new uh meditation lately man is yeah. uh is is getting the the goshen coffee company from edwardsville illinois which okay. is where i live edwardsville illinois is where i grew up and it's where i currently live okay. uh i'm just i've turned into a little bit of a of a okay i know nothing about coffee i've just been drinking the curry coffee right 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 but lately, I've been doing like the whole grinding it fresh with oh, the yeah. with the French press and getting it all good. Watching Stepping the YouTube, yeah, and, and, and yeah, and and sitting out on the back porch, watching my chickens walking around, pecking, and uh, I got my garden out there now. I got me like a little homestead I in my it. backyard, and I'm and I'm gonna put a. I got this old, um, uh, like one of the infinity rigs. The yeah. Like, yeah, you've seen it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm going to put it out there in the yard too, man. I'm going to be able to do chin-ups and put some, you know, have the whole rusty That's garden awesome. set up out there. Like you might get tetanus, but you're definitely going to get jacked. Yeah. That kind of thing. For sure. I love it, Yeah, dude. so that, Yeah, so it's, I'm kind of making my own little mecca of joy out there with like, the, you know, like the peaceful serenity of the garden and the chickens, yeah. but also the, the gains. I love it, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, number two. Maybe a little bit deeper than a traditional lightning round, but what's your biggest takeaway from martial arts so far? Learning. It's been the learning. It's like yeah. being a client um, and like learning. Man, there's all the lessons of martial arts, that, like life lessons, right? Yeah. So that's like where I want to go to first, like the tenets of Taekwondo, like those, those, how those life lessons actually apply to life and, and how they're like, um core values to an extent but also like my learning style i've learned more about how i learn and how i process information and how like i'm the ways i cannot learn a spin kick and the ways that i have to learn a spin mm-hmm. kick and yeah. and i've learned a lot just about um yeah and going into something like that that I haven't been in a long time like that's that style of environment there, like there's kids in there right and yeah. then there's me there's people of all ages so it's almost like flashed back into being in like high school sports or whatever right yep so i'm kind of like like learning how i should have learned this whole time yeah well so here's something else i think is really important if you're a coach i think it's really valuable as you get older to have coaches or to learn new things right so you remember what it's like to be a total noob at something yes it's very humbling right 
and and it helps you understand or puts you gives perspective to where your clients and athletes are coming from right dude so perfect like it's i've done some stuff in my life man I, you know yeah and and then but i'll still i'll go up there on sign off night where we have to like show off our our kick that we have to get for curriculum in front of the guy yeah you know what i'm saying and like i'm like in the same peer group as like a 12 year old yes and i'm up there just as nervous yes as the 12 year old you know what i'm saying and yeah. so and then i'm training people and i'm coaching them and i'm like man i'm a big tall dude like <laughs> And and like they they feel that same way right now. Like they yeah. are they are nervous as shit learning this exercise. Yes. yes. The same way I am, like doing it in front of him. Like when I'm doing it all perfect, and then Sensei walks around, and then you start sucking at it. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 how the clients like when you look at them, and all of a sudden they, they you know like they lose their balance or whatever. Yeah. Like it's the trainer eyeballs that knocks you over. It's it's <laughs> nervousness and. and and how much nervousness plays into resets and the whole nine yards. So yeah, like that whole learning experience has just been great for me to be a, a teacher. Yes, I love it. Okay, number three, kind of excited about this one. If you were the ruler of all things Con Ed in the fitness industry, what's the <laughs> first thing you would do to make it better? Man, you were laying some good ones out there. <laughs> Oh, what's the first thing I would do to make Con Ed better? Man, I would. I think I even man, even though I came from the background of just like bootstrapping your way from like no education up to the top. Yeah. And that path was allowed to me. Um, I still think it would be good to have some sort of something that has the basic curriculum in which we all agree on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wish I, I wish there was, I don't know if I want to say a licensure or anything like that. I don't know if I want that. I don't know. I, I know the, like the, what all that creates and how hard it is, but I just wish there was some way for us to all kind of have some basic fundamentals that we agree on and kind of down a little bit better. There are certain things you have to understand and respect about training to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Biomechanics, physiology, like these are basic things, whether you like them or not, whether you've learned about them or not, they impact the results your clients get, right? I think mm -hmm. it would be really cool if there was a, and again, people are going to think I'm anti-college, <laughs> probably because I'm the only non-PhD in my family, I think. But <laughs> but honestly, like, it's expensive. There's a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily helpful to making you a better trainer. I wish there was some way people could do that online for cheaper, but still get mm -hmm. the requisite knowledge they need, right? Because yeah. you need this foundational knowledge to be successful. And then from there, then it's just like diving into whatever you're most interested in. But like yeah, for that, sure. that core foundational science, like you can't skip that. You got to learn it somewhere at some point. Yeah, and I just wish there. I know how I know how it, how hard it is, but I wish there was at least a way for for us all to kind of entry level to yes. get that entry entry level information a little more dialed in. Yes, agreed. Okay, out of all five, this is the one I'm most excited about. Approximately how much money? do you feel like we spent on that punching bag game at sports social club in Louisville? <laughs> All of the money, dude. <laughs> oh my God. I, was, I wish I had one of those so bad. I don't. I, wanna own I think that. my elbow is still probably permanently scarred from trying to hit that thing hundreds of times every night. Because you were the winner, dude. Because you beat everybody <laughs> by like a, a large margin, man. I was up there swinging for the fences and like, Man, you beat everybody that was there. <laughs> well, we're all like, man, you have, you have, you have the background man. now. You've got the background now, so I don't think I'd want to challenge you these days. I absolutely want to rematch. Oh, I don't know. I think I I hung out my belt. No, we got to. <laughs> Next time we're we hanging out. Stuff. Next time we're hanging out, we're gonna find one of those punching bags and see who wins. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I love it. Okay, last but not least, number five. What's next for Steve Long? What are you excited about? What are you working on? Anything, man. Right now, 
So I've, I've come to the realization that I do enjoy sharing the things I do at work with other trainers. So yeah. even though I shut down the big gym and I shut down smart group training and I wanted to kind of go for a restart, I do realize that even though um, I might not want to do things at that level, I still do enjoy talking to trainers. I still do put not, like putting out content and just kind of sharing what I'm learning. So I kind of fired up the YouTube channel. Nice. Old smart group training YouTube channel. So it's the Steve Long CPT YouTube channel now. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm getting the smart group training stuff. Like there's a ton of resources that we had like products. Yeah. So I kind of put them all into one product and, and, uh, to make sure that the people who had those resources still could have access to them. So I've been kind of getting that stuff dusted off and that website nice. and everything, but really I'm just kind of getting out there again, just wanting to put out some YouTube videos on a halfway consistent basis and, and go to seminars again and just start chit chatting with people again. Cause it's fun. I love it. I love it, man. Well, Steve, it's been awesome catching up with you today. Where can my listeners find out more about you? All the great stuff you're doing. Um, Steve Long CPT on YouTube, Instagram, and I think Facebook. All right, man. I'll make sure I get the uh, links in the show notes for everybody that wants to connect. But again, Steve, man, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. Oh, man, I'm so lucky to be on here. Thank you so much. All right, my friend, that does it for this week's episode with Steve Long. Really hope you enjoyed it. I know there's a lot of philosophy in there, but a couple key takeaways for me. Number one, that white belt or that beginner's mindset approach. Stop thinking you know everything. I still challenge my own thoughts and beliefs on a daily basis. So find ways to challenge yourself intellectually. And another part that I loved about this show that I I really want to hammer home is this idea of don't just be a coach or a trainer. Go somewhere and be coached or be trained, right? And it doesn't have to be in our industry. You know, I've done this, whether it was golf lessons, basketball skill development, um, you know, doing some mixed martial arts over the years. I've put myself in these environments where I'm not the master, I'm the student. And I think you learn so much in those environments and in those contexts. So I just can't stress that highly enough. Find ways to get outside your comfort zone, keep learning and keep evolving. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do me one small favor. If you're not already subscribed to the show, do that right now. Wherever you consume podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, the Amazon store, wherever you consume podcasts, go there right now, hit the subscribe button so you know each and every week when a new episode drops. So that does it for this week's episode, my friend. As always, thank you so much for your support. Love and appreciate you. And we'll be back next week with our next episode. Take care.